All right, Shabbos say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. I'm sorry, still uh, in the aftermath of some technical issues over here, but I think uh, I think that we are okay. Uh, welcome back to the Zoom Chavra. It was great to see all of you back with us and share. My apologies for the last couple of days. Thank you. A very special thank you to Jeremy Lass and to Meshi Abramson for working so hard to... Uh, Make sure that the DAF somehow arrived online, even when we did not have internet here at the show. Tremendous Yashikok time. We'll also begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning shir. To thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Sivan, Paul, and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month, and for Kathy's sister, Donna Baker Matson. We thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Brian and Melanie Levine, for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month. With tremendous hakar shatov to the entire shir, may bezoch emeres Hashem to learn Torah together for many years to come. And we have a Dafyomi sponsorship today, and not a sponsorship in memory of Harav Yerachmiel Gershon Ben Tzvi Yehuda Edelstein. So Gershon Edelstein Zichar Tzadik VeKadosh Lebracha. Not just a Shiva of Panovich, but one of the one of the incredible Gidoli Hadar. You know, sometimes people go ahead and rise to prominence because of things that they do, you know, political parties that they're affiliated with, and then you have, or, or other different accomplishments, career accomplishments, and then you have some people who literally their entire prominence, their entire greatness is rooted in the Torah that they learn. So you, you have people, in the, they're, they're more malachim than men. You have people like Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Rav Gershon Edelstein, men whose greatness absolutely, fundamentally, and totally stemmed from the fact that they lived lives totally immersed in Torah. Totally immersed in Torah. And again, with, with such a diligence and such a commitment, and it was that Torah study that literally made them great. We sometimes speak about the impact that Talmud Torah has on a person, and you see these gidolim who are personifications of just what Torah does to you when you are steeped in it from morning until night. Incredible loss for Cloud Yisra. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, Tzaddik's Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Halavai Meretz Hashem should be a male as Yosha for Cloud Yisra. It's also important for us to recognize they also dedicate our learning in memory of Meir Tamari. Meir Tamari was the young man, 32 years old, father of two, who was murdered in a drive-by shooting right outside of the of the community of Shaked in uh, in the Shomron and. Again, an overwhelming one. One watched the scenes from the Levaya. He left behind two young children, two young children, and an overwhelming, overwhelming. Unfortunately, in this latest wave of violence, we become, unfortunately, a little bit desensitized. We read it as a news item, and then we simply go on with with our day. But sometimes, to take a step back and to recognize that for a family within Klal Yisrael, their life has been irreversibly changed. You know, Am Yisrael is strong, Jews are strong, and we're able to recover and we're able to go ahead and regain our life momentum even in the aftermath of tragedy, but it places one on a totally different life trajectory. Two little boys who are going to grow up without their father, right? A young woman who now has to face the uncertainty of life alone. It's overwhelming, absolutely overwhelming. And we hope then in the merit of our Talmud Torah, that Meir's and Shamash, Meir's and Shavin Aliyah, Cheshparachu should give him Menucha Tachas Kanfe Ashrina and look out for his wife and children in the years ahead. 
And with that, let us begin. So today's daf is Tazayin 16. We are picking up on Tazvav Amud Beis 15b. And we are picking up, we have a lot to do today, but some really very interesting Gemara. So we're picking up Amr of Chista, Gidud Chamesh Umechitza Chamesha. It is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, uh, 13 lines up from the bottom. So I'll say, so the Gemara says as follows. So remember again, we were talking about the concept of combining halachic principles. So specifically, again, where, where did this come up? So this came up where if you want to certify a get partially through Bafane Nechtaf, Bafane Nechtam, and partially through, partially through Kiem Shtaras. So it doesn't work. Choose a team, right? Choose a mahalach, choose an approach, choose a direction. You can't do a combination of both. So now I'll say, so now once the Gemara brought this up, the Gemara says, huh, that's interesting. So is that true that you can't combine different halachic processes in the effort to go ahead and create one unified result. So the Gemara wants to give some examples of things that look like we can. So watch this. So Amr al-Chista, Gidud chamisho mechitza, chamisha in mitztarfin, achye okulu mechitza okulu begidud. So this is fascinating. Remember again, back to our, back to our, back to our Masech Shabbos days, our Erevin days. So remember again, the definition of Roshos Hayochit is an area that is enclosed by a barrier of ten tfachim. Ten tfachim or higher. So we'll say, so imagine the following situation. Imagine for a moment that you have, let's say, a, a, a large, a large, um, a large hole, but it's not really a hole. We'll call it a, an area, a large area that's been dug out. And let's say again in that area you have sidewalls of dirt that are five tfachim, and now you want to build on top of that a mechitza that's five tfachim. So effectively, you have ten tfachim of wall, sort of think of mechitza, but remember, Five of it is natural earth, and five of it is actually, you know, humanly constructed barrier. So the Gemara says, Rav Chista says, it doesn't work. Again, can, we'll say, can you have a mechitza that's like in a beckon? Can you have a mechitza that's made out of earth? That's made, sure, but got to choose a team. Either your wall, right, has to be mechitza, mechitza means man-made, or ultimately, again, your mechitza can be earth, but you can't have a combination of both. Darshmeir Ramir said, "Not true." Gidud chamisho mechitza hey mitztarfin. So Meremar argues on Rav Chista. Meremar says, "Nah, you absolutely can. You could have five tefachim of earth and five tefachim of wall, and it's not a problem." And Rabbi said, "Halochah is v'hilchasa mitztarfin. The halochah is that in fact it is mitztarif. They do combine, and you can have a combination of the two." Good. Another, and by the way, that is halacha lemaisa. We know that v'hilcho Shabbos, in order to create an enclosed area for shasayochid, you could rely on two different types of mechitzos combining together to form the requisite ten tefach shir. Incredible. Next, bayofa. So I will say this is absolutely great because this is what we're learning in smichas chaver. Get ready for this. So bayofa yadayim tohoros lechatzon, oin tohoros lechatzon. So I will say there is a concept ultimately again of Tumas Yadayim. What's Tumas Yadayim? We'll say again, little smichas, chavr, chazara. What's Tumas Yadayim? Chazal, we're gozer. Chazal made a decree that hands are shneos. That a hand is, an unwashed hand is considered to be a shini l'tuma. What's the reason for that? Chazal wanted to go ahead and protect truma. That was it. We wanted to make sure that Kohanim would go ahead and wash their hands before consuming truma. And therefore, and remember again, I, say, I really feel that we actually had like a shtickle mastery of tumantara in our Sota days. Right? So remember again, if you're a Shani, what does a Shani create? What does a Shani create? A Shlishi. But a Shlishi can only be created 
by truma, right? And again, what, if, where, where can you create a revii? Kachim. Excellent. Excellent. Wonderful. Right? Chulin ultimately, again, bottoms out at a sheni, but ultimately truma goes out. So therefore, again, this was a takana ultimately made for truma. So now watch this. So in order to go ahead and alleviate the sheni tuma status of hands, we do natila sadayim. We wash. So the Gemara says as follows. So, so, can you purify hands partially or not? Or not? So the Gemara says, what, what does that mean? So are you saying maybe, what did we say? Remember again, we just actually, this is just last, Monday night share. So in order to go ahead and wash, you need a kli. And that kli, that utensil must hold at least the revius. Right? Revius is the minimum amount of water to be used for Natilas Adayim. So when we say, when we ask, can you do, can you do partial Natilas Adayim, are we asking maybe could two people wash simultaneously from the same kli? Meaning, let's say you have Reuven and Shimon, they put their hands next to each other, and literally again, they pour the water over both of their hands. So maybe, essentially, essentially each is getting, quote-unquote, Half revius is that the shaila? Is that the shaila? That can't be the shaila. You must listen to this. Vahatnan me revius notlin adayim leechad vafil l'shtayim. Actually, we'll say interestingly enough, halacha lemaisa, you could use the same revius even for two people. Right? Isn't that fascinating? You use the same revius even for two people. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here. Rashi says mashu beichemir revius. It's uh, four lines up from the bottom of Rashi. Vahinu lechatzon to lecholchad pagashir. So maybe we're asking. Can two people wash from the same revius? Well, say so just to understand the, the cases where their hands would be next to each other, right? They're pouring the water over the right hand, pouring the water over the left hand. So essentially, each one is getting half a revius. Is that our question? So Rashi says, no. So this is actually quite fascinating. Two people can actually utilize the same revius. Two people can actually utilize the same revius. I will say because since it's coming from the same kli, and a revius ultimately again is the share for natila, if there's a simultaneity with the two parties, i.e. they're washing their hands together, it works. So that can't be the case of chatzon. So what is the case? So what is the case? So the Gemara says, So maybe he's talking about where you go ahead and you wash one hand, and then you go ahead and you wash the other. In other words, what, what does that mean? So we see how we learned. Hanotel yadav achas yado achas benetila ba'achas b'shtifa yadav tahoros. So I will say, listen to this. The Gemara assumes maybe some of the following case. We, again, we learned this all on Monday night. It's incredible. I will say halacha lemaisa. There are two ways. Well, there's more than two ways, but for our purposes right now, there's two ways you can affect netilas daim. How? Ultimately through pouring or immersing or immersing. So we see maybe the shaila is like this. What happens if you pour over one hand? and immerse the other, right? So let's say, let's say what we're looking for. Just why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Like I was thinking the same exact thing, right? Why are we doing this? Let's say, because remember again, we had in yesterday's daft the concept that you can't combine two processes to produce a result. So you can't go ahead and combine the Fani Nechtam together with Kiyam Shtaras to produce a certified get. So we're just now taking that and we're saying, wow, that's really interesting. What about other cases of halacha? So for example, for Natila Hasidayim, can I wash one hand and immerse the other hand 
thereby employing two mechanisms of Mephila Sedayim to accomplish the same result. So the Gemara says, we learned, Achas Achas Bishtifa, Yadav Tahoros. That actually works. That actually works. So we'll say, so what is the case? What is the case ultimately again of Yadav Tahoros Lechatsoyim? Right? This, this was, this was Amemar's, if this was Ilfa's question. Can you, can you affect partial purification of hands? So what's the case? So we'll say, so it can't be the case of two people washing at once, because that's okay. Can't be the case of doing one hand with Natila and one hand with Tzitila, because that's okay. Ve'ela, listen to this. This is fascinating. Ve'ela, dikamashi palga palga didei. So we'll say, what's the case? The case is where you wash one half of your hand at a time. Now let's say, now what is this thing? Take a look at Rashi. It's fascinating. So we'll say, second line up from the bottom. Palga palga didei. At ha'perek, at ha'prak, having mitzvahs Natila. So this is very interesting. Right? You're supposed to wash up until your wrist. You're supposed to wash until your wrist. So we'll say, so imagine the following situation. You wash from your fingertips to your knuckles, to your knuckles. You wash that area, then you dry it. Then you go back and wash from your knuckles to your wrist. Don't ask why. Right? Don't ask why. You had a couple of minutes during the day, right? You decided to experiment halachically. Right? So much better to experiment halachically than with other things, right? So the nice, right? So I go, so I, I, do, the, I do this two-stage. So I'll say, so what's the shayla? Does this work? In other words, can I, and I will say, now this is a little bit different because remember again, up until now we've been speaking about really employing two different halachic processes to create a unified result. Here, what we're saying over here is what? Kind of one process, but doing it in two stages. So it's not really, it's not really the same as what we're talking about by Gittin, but nevertheless interesting. So therefore, the more suggesting, this is what Ilfa means when he asks, when he asks, Yadav Tahoros Lechatzon. Can you affect partial purity? In other words, one part of hand washing at a time. And then it was, at the end of the day, have I washed my entire hand and washed my hand? Yes. It's just I did it in two parts. So does that work? Do those two parts, can't they be misstarted with each other? So the Gemara says, let's understand, let's understand. So the Gemara says, Well, this seems to be kind of open and shut. Rabbi Yana says, you can't do that. You can't do partial washings and then have them go ahead and combine for one comprehensive wash. This seems to be open and shut. Tushinara says, no, no, no. Oh, what's the case, Rabbi? Say, watch this. I wash, I wash from fingertips to knuckles, I dry, but I don't fully dry. In other words, my hands are still wet. My hands are still wet. There's still some residual from that act of washing. And then I go ahead and I wash from the knuckles to the wrist. In other words, what the Gemara is suggesting over here is when Rabbi Yana says you cannot wash part of the hand and do the other part of the hand, what is that talking about? Right. You can't wash, what we can't wash, or, oh, like a real Baltimorean, wash, right? You can't, you can't, you can't never, never, right? You, 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 can't, you can't go ahead, I'll say, you can't wash from your fingertips to your knuckles and fully dry it, and then do from the knuckles to the wrist. Everybody, but what happens if you wash from the fingertips to the knuckles, dry, but, but there's still moisture, then go ahead and wash from the knuckles to the wrist. Maybe in that case they can combine. Because they're both like, essentially, since there's a residual from the first act of washing, maybe they're still considered to be combined. So the Gemara says, So says, who cares? Right? Who cares? Just because there's some moisture left, why should that allow the second 
the second one should be to combine with the first. After all, Vahatanan we learned, was a type of Tezayin. So this is actually very interesting. So we'll say Hanitzok. Nitzok means a flow of liquid. Vahatafros. Kitafros Rashi says over here is Shemedrona Mechudat Harbe. Or we'll say a current of water, right? Or a flow of water running down a slope. So imagine again, you have a sloped hillside or a sloped mountainside. You have water running down it. So we'll say, listen to this. Umashke tofeach, or moisture, enochiber, lolotumat lolotar. So we'll say, so the truth is, we've actually seen this case before. Just to give you the example of this, if you go ahead, right, if you go ahead and you pour the contents of a, of a tahar kli into a tome kli, ultimately, again, the, we saw this before, the pour, right, the nitzuk does not connect the two kalim. So therefore, again, by definition, by definition, even though, again, the tar kli is connected to a tame kli through the pour, ultimately, again, that pour does not, does not make the tar kli tame. That's nitzuk. And the same idea applies to kitafros, which is a current running down a slope, and mashketofeach. So, so this mashketofeach, this is what we're talking about. Mashketofeach, if you, if so again, if you have, if you have liquid, you dry it, and now there's some left, and then you have more liquid, that residual moisture does not connect ultimately again to the current moisture. Take a look at Rashi, Enochibor, Lituma, Kigon Hamaareb Meklitar Leklitami. For example, one pours from a cleat, from a, from a tahar utensil to a tummy utensil. Venitzuk, I'm sorry, So it's exactly what we just said. You pour from a tar clean into a tummy clean. The fact that the two kalim are connected by the stream of liquid does not make the tahar kli tame. The chine kitafros im heviru derach daf hanasuchem madron tachtonim bechubaram l'tuma. Good about we don't have to go. We don't have to go through the rest of through the rest of this. But look at Rashi tofech latviach. The next one Rashi says sheish mashke harbe. For example, let's say you have a lot of liquid shim tafach bo. I'm sorry, that's I'm getting ahead of myself. So we'll say. So the point over here is right without even descending into all of these halachas. What did the Bryce explicitly say? No, I'm sorry, the Mishnah explicitly said that. Tofeach, mashke tofeach, moisture does not create a connection. Residual moisture does not create a connection. So let's plug this back. So therefore, again, we seem to have answered our same question, which is, remember, where are you supposed to, let's, let's go through, where are you supposed to wash until, where are you supposed to wash until, from your fingertips to your wrist. So in the case in question, I'm say, what am I doing? I'm washing from my fingertips to my knuckles. I'm drawing, but, but, my hands are still moist. There's still moisture there. Then I go back and wash from my knuckles to my wrist. So what's my shayla? My shayla is, is that considered to be one act of comprehensive hand washing? I, how could it be one act of comprehensive hand washing? You did it in two stages. The Gemara posits that since there's residual moisture left on the first washing between my fingertips and the knuckles, that should be able to combine with the second washing from my knuckles to my wrist. To which the Gemara says, no, no. It's a, it's a Mufurisha Mishnah. The Mishnah says that Mashke Tofeach Eno Chibor. Just like a pore is not ultimately again a connection, so so to residual moisture is not a connection either, and therefore that's not called Natila Sedaim. To which the Mishnah says, no, no, no. Lo Tzricha, we'll say second line down from the top, Tezayin with Aleph. Lo Tzricha, Di'ika Tofeach Lahatfiach. Ultimately, again, I will say, what's the case? It's actually fascinating. What's the case? The case is where halacha l'maysa, halacha l'maysa, 
there's so much moisture that it has the ability to convey wetness to something else. As Rabbi say, in halacha, there are different gradations of moisture. There's what's called tofeach. Tofeach means there's moisture, right? But not enough moisture to make something else wet. Then there's tofeach, tofeach, lahatfiach, which means there's so much moisture that it has the ability to convey moisture to something else. That if we were to touch something else, it would make that wet as well. So Rabbi said what the Gemara is suggesting is as follows. That aloha lamaisa, maybe, okay, in the case of where I wash, so fascinating, in the case of where I wash, and ultimately, again, I dry the first part, and then, so there's a little bit of moisture, but if, if you were to touch that moisture to something else, it would not make that second item wet. Everyone agrees in that case, then when you go out and you wash the second part, from your knuckles to your wrist, it doesn't combine. But maybe, when after washing the first part, from your fingertips to your knuckles, there's so much moisture, that if you were to touch it to something else, that second item would become wet. Maybe that's enough residual moisture to combine with the second washing as well. To which the Imara says, but we learned that as well. Hanami Tanina. So let's listen to this. Hanami Tanina. Tofeach Latfiach Chibor. So we learned that already. That Allah if something is like dripping wet, very moist, that it can convey moisture to something else, it can serve as a connection. Can serve as a connection. To which the Gemara says, well, maybe, we are, so we, we already learned this. We already learned this, the Gemara says. Dilma le'in mikvaos rabbi hudihi. Well, maybe this is just a din in the mikvah and ultimately reflective of the view of rabbi hudihi. In other words, Rabbi say, maybe the concept, so Rabbi say, so j- just to understand where we're heading right now, let's just keep track of this, right? So, let's go with what, right? How should you wash your hands, Rabbi say? How should you wash your hands? In general, be normal. Right? Be normal. It's good advice in life. In other words, don't. There's some people that are always looking, like they're always looking for like the cones. Like always, like just be normal. Right? Just do what you're supposed to do and get on with your life. So, in other words, wash your hands. Okay. So, whatever the reason, again, somebody's doing it in two parts. So let's go with what everybody agrees with. If you wash fingertips to knuckles and dry, fully dry, and then go from knuckles to wrist, everyone agrees. No good. No good. Rose say you wash fingertips to knuckle. Dry, but leave a little bit of residual moisture, but not enough moisture to convey moisture to something else, and then wash the second part. Everyone agrees? Doesn't work. What's the, we'll say you wash fingertips to, to fingertips to knuckles, dry, but your hands are still wet. Still wet. As evidenced by the fact that if they were to touch something else, they would make that second item wet. And then you wash from the knuckles to the wrist. What's that? It works. Basically, Gemara, it works. It works. Because tofeach la tfiach. Moisture, right? Moisture that is moist enough to convey moisture to something else does is is called the connection. It's called the chibor. So Gemara says, okay, but we learned that already. That's that's not a chiddush. Tushimara says, one second. Maybe we, we learned it, but we learned it in an interesting context of mikvos of mikvos. Suppose to listen to this. This is this is such a great case. Such a case. So I say test zayin amud aleph five lines down. This nine mikvah shishba arbaim sabos. Listen to this. You say you have a mikvah. It has exactly 40 saw. 40 saw. Right? So what happens? Mechuvanos. The Yardushnaim, the Tavlu, watch this, I'll say now, what happens? Two guys go into the mikvah at the same time. Right? Ruvain and Shimon. If you've ever been in that matzah, it's uncomfortable, right? Right? But right, but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, right? Two, two guys go into the mikvah at the same time, Ruvain and Shimon. Now, I'll say, now, now watch this. So I'll say, what are we concerned about? What are we concerned about? When one of them leaves the mikvah, no, not a chazitza issue, because remember, 
there's a little bit of room in the mikvah. Let's calm down over here, right? Let's, uh, it's not that kind of thing, right? So, 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 so the mice again, so I said, what are we concerned about? Right, we're concerned about the fact that when you go out of the mikvah, you're, you're not just taking the kedusha with you, you're also taking some water with you. So Lamaisa, if, if the, if the mikvah was exactly 40 sa'ah, that means when the first guy leaves, so Lamaisa, the second guy is really in a deficient mikvah. So watch this. So Shneim Bavas Achas Torim. So if they both immerse at the same time, then they're both tar. They're both tar. So say what happens if Reuven goes in, Reuven comes out, then Shimon goes in, then ultimately Rishon Tar Vasheni Tameh, which makes sense, right? Because once Shimon gets in there, then what? Then what? Shimon is going into a mikvah, you know, deficient 40 saw. Not a full 40 saw. And I was saying, I watch this. This is fascinating. Rabbi Hudom, Rabbi Huda says, Im hayu rishon nogos so I will say, so there is a way, even if they're going consecutively, ultimately again for it to work, even for Shimon guy number two. How? Essentially, when, Ruve, when Shimon goes in, we tell Ruvain, do me a favor, stand in the mikvah. Stand in the mikvah. I will say, so as long as, Ru, as long as Ruvain, the first guy to go in, is standing in the mikvah, ultimately again, any water that is on his person is considered to be part of the mikvah as well. Fascinating. So, says, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Rashi says, so no ghost by says, as long as Ruvain is standing in the mikvah at the time that Shimon is immersing, Rashi says, Av Shenitar, Tekeman de Mechabri Maim Sha'al Harishon Omea Mikvah Damu. Because we'll say it's as if, it's as if that Halacha Lamaisa, any water, since, since Ruvain is standing in the mikvah, any water on him is considered to be part of the mikvah. Therefore, when Shimon goes in, Shimon, Shimon is immersing in a complete mikvah. So, we'll say, so again, what, what, what does that have to do with what we're saying? Because here's a case of tofeach lahatfiach, right? Reuven is dripping wet. Reuven is dripping wet. So what do you see from here? That when, you're, that when it's dripping wet, it is considered to be a chibur. It is considered to be a connection. So therefore, we'll say again, so back to the Netzil HaSedan case, the halacha would be the same as well, which is that if you wash from fingertips to knuckles, dried, but ultimately, again, the moisture on your hand is still moist enough to convey moisture to something else. Then washed again from knuckles to wrist, it actually would work. Halach Lamaisa actually would work because in the case of Tofeach Latfiach, enough moisture to convey moisture to something else, ultimately, again, is considered to be a chibor. Good. So we'll say, so now listen to this. I'm Rabbi Yermia. Listen to a very fascinating case. We'll say, so again, we're still on our kick over here about trying to figure out the different halachic processes go ahead and combine to create a uniform result. So listen to this case. I'm Rabbi Yermia. Hari Amru. Chazal said, Haba Rosho Veruba Bamaim Shuvin. Vitarsh Naflo Arosho Varubo Shlosha Lugin Maim Shuvin Tame. They will say, This is a fascinating halacha. If a person goes ahead and literally puts his head and his body, right, the head and his majority of his body, underneath Maim Shuvin. Maim Shuvin is drawn water. Drawn water, right? So you go ahead, I will say, you have water in a kli, you pour it over yourself. If ultimately, again, that water covers your head and the majority of your body, you are tame, right? Tame, exactly, right? Or if you have a tara person upon whom three lugin of mayim shuvim fell upon your tame. Now, what, 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 what's going on over here? So we'll say, this is fascinating. Look at Rashi. Rashi is the first wide line. This is fascinating. Tame, letruma, achi yitbal. I will say this is a rabbinic decree. I will say you hear what this. This is incredible. So in other words, you go ahead and and 
you, ha- you pour drawn water over yourself, right? Take a bucket of drawn water or a large barrel of drawn water, you pour it over yourself, you are tummy for truma purposes. Now, what, what is this halacha? And I want to listen to this. Umigzeras shmona sadrover, he parakamed the Mesech Shabbos. Mefarish, my timer gazrala, let's listen to this. Why did Chazal Institute this? Fascinating. Lefi, shahayolahem ma'aros suruchim letvila, ula achar tvila hayu rochzin bemayim shuvin. Veschilu lomar, lo elomataren, ela elomataren, the gazralain, veshuv gazralatar, shnafalav shloshalugimayim shuvin, the iloha, loha kama. Let's listen to this. People, remember, for a mikvah, for a mikvah, what do you use for a mikvah? Right? Gathered rainwater. Gathered rainwater. So I'll say, there used to be mikvahs that were accumulated rainwater that accumulated in caves that people used for tefillah. What was the problem? What was the problem? It was gross. It was gross, right? The, the, the mikvah just, again, it was kosher, but it was, very, it was very unpleasant. So what would people do? After the mikvah, what would they do? Take a shower. They take a shower. Over time, what ended up happening was people thought, what affected the tara? The shower. The shower. So we'll say, so Chazal felt there was an incredible danger, right, to the core halachos of Tuma and tara, and therefore halachalamaysa Chazal were gozer, Chazal were gozer, that if you take a shower after the mikvah, right, maim shuvin, you go ahead and you wash after the mikvah, ultimately, again, you are tummy for truma purposes, right? Fascinating. All of this, was to safeguard the actual halachos of of tevila, of immersion. Okay, so let's now watch this. So here's the shayla. Bay Rabbi Yirmiya, chetziyav bebiyah, the chetziyav binefila mai. So I will say, so now remember again, there are three, two ways in which you, beca- you could become tamay post-immersion, right? Number one is ultimately maim shuvin, drawn water poured over your body. Ultimately, again, right? Or I should say, habarosh of ruba maim shuvin. You enter. Let's say it's going to be like a shower. Right? So again, putting, putting your head and the majority of your body underneath drawn water, right? Or three lugin of water that go ahead and fall on you. So here's the shayla. I will say, what happens if I showered half of my body and then water fell from a different source on another part of my body? So does that, so now I will say, effectively, my entire body, right, has come under drawn water. Part of it been a fila and part of it ultimately again through entering. What's the halacha? Take So we'll say, what is, what is this Shaila? Again, once again, it's the same Shaila. It's different processes combining to form a comprehensive result. Does that work over here? Take Good. Next case. Amra Papa. Hari Amru Balkari. Cholish Nasalav Tishakabimayim Tar. So we'll say this case. We know that there's Allah Balkari. So Balkari, remember again, is. Was a Takanas Ezra. Ezra Ukirashi. Balkari Choletar, the Divrei Torah, the Ezra Tikin Tvil Nabalek Karyon, Kodum Shis Askabatora. So let's remember again, Ezra came along and instituted that if a man has a similarly mission, he has to go to the mikvah before studying Torah. This was a Takana of Ezra. Takana of Ezra. So I'll say, so I'll say, so what happens? The Chazal, however, were Mekil on a Chola, right? On a Chola, on a person who still can't get to the mikvah, all you need to do is pour nine cabin of water over this person. Which also, by the way, the Mishnabur brings this down. He says, for Takanas Ezra, for Takanas Ezra, let's say a person has a similar mission and he can't get to a mikvah. So again, whether or not, we know in general we're not makbid on Takanas Ezra today, that the Hasidim they are, but in general we're not makbid on Takanas Ezra. But again, Mishnabur says, there is an easy way you can take care of this, which is take a shower. Take a shower. So ultimately, again, it's because that's called Mayim Shuv. And the nine Kavit of Mayim Shuv and also 
Bidi Eved takes care of Tumas Keri, for I should say, Artakarnas Ezra. So ultimately, again, I will say, so let's say the following situation. Ideally, after assembly mission, according to Ezra, you go to the mikvah. Person is ill, he can't make it to the mikvah. So what can you do? You can pour nine kavin of water over him. So by Rapapa, we'll listen to this case. What happens for the Chola? For the Chola, what do you do, Abosai? He immerses part of his body, but they pour nine kavin over the rest of his body. Does that work? Does that work to affect Tara? Teiku. The Gemara kind of leaves it open-ended. So I'll say, really, a very, a very interesting idea. A very interesting idea, especially by the Tefillah cases. Can you go ahead and utilize two different mechanisms in order to go ahead and affect Tara? Can you do a partial Tefillah and a partial, and a partial pouring? Like, does that work to affect Natila? And we'll say the Gemara ultimately ends that off as a Teiku. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. I'll say, by the way, I thought that in, the, in that statement, you see like uh, just a couple lines before, it said, Bari Rabbi Yirmiya, Chetziyav Bebiya, the Chetziyav Benefila Mai. So I will say, those were, I, I, no, I was very drawn to those words, if you think about it. I'll say, what, what does it mean? Chetziyav Bebiya means, you know, half of me, half of me is moving, right? Bia means like coming, like coming, right? Chetziyav Bebiya, right? There's half of me that is moving, that is progressing, that is accomplishing. And there's half of me that's failing. So I'll say, so what's my status? What's my status? So what am I holding on? So I'll we'll say, what does the Gemara say? What does the Gemara say? Teiku. It's hard. See, I'm both saying, in life, you never want to be 50-50. You never want to be 50-50. You never want to be chetziyav bebiyah, Because if you're 50-50, what are you? What are you? The Gemara says, we don't know, Teiku. We're not sure what you are. Therefore, I will say again, really all our goal in life is to be absolutely righteous that, that some of us may get to, but most of us are not going to get to. But that's okay. That doesn't have to be the goal. The goal, I will say, is just don't let it be 50-50. At least let it be 51% Babiyah and 49% Benefila. Because as long as I have the majority on my side, then it's clear that ultimately I'm the kind of person who's moving forward in life. But if it's mamish, chetzia babiya, chetzia benefila, I'm half successful, half moving myself, but half failing. What is my status? The Imara says, really not sure. I will say, all we need to do is in life push ourselves over the 50% mark. Just make sure I'm living the kind of life that has a majority of goodness, a majority of purity. And then ultimately, again, the kivun, the direction of my life is clearly towards the good. Incredible. So the goes back to So I'll say, so remember again, the Mishnah said, if one guy says, one guy says, ultimately again, apostle, Oh, so we'll say, when doesn't this work? This doesn't work when both of them are not the shluchim to bring the get. But I will say, if both of them ultimately, again, are the shluchim to bring the get, i.e., if the husband appointed both of them as the shluchim to bring the get, then ultimately, again, kosher. It will say I'm days. It will say it's kosher even if what? It's kosher even if one of them says befanei nechtav and one of them says befanei nechtam. Now we'll say now why is that? Amo kasavar shnayim sheviu get medina sayam in trichin shiyom befaneinu nechtav or befaneinu nechtam. Ah, why I both say listen to this? Why? Because apparently again the Tana of our Mishnah holds that in general the concept of befanei nechtav or befanei nechtam is only when is only when. When you have one witness or one shaliach bringing the get. 
But if the get is being brought by two, remember again, I will say by definition, two is a testimonial unit. Once you have a testimony, intact testimonial unit, then what? You don't need anymore. So therefore, I will say just to point out something very interesting. When do we say in the Mishnah that if one guy says and one guy says that it doesn't work, that's only when only one of them is the shaliach to bring the get. But if both of them were appointed by the husband to be the shluchim, to bring the get, even if one says it works, because the truth is, even if neither of them said anything, ultimately, again, it works. To which the Gemara says, One second. Look at the Seifa of the Mishnah. say, What was the latter case in the Mishnah? Two guys say, Two guys say, Ultimately, again, it was written in our presence. One says, in, signed in my presence. Right? So you only have one, right? So ultimately, Rabbi, so, so, I'm sorry, puzzle. Ultimately, such a get is puzzle. Rabbi Huda Machsh, Rabbi Huda says it's kosher. So let's analyze. Taimo, de'in haget Now we'll say now, pashtos, the reason ultimately, again, that it's not good is because you have only one witness bringing the get, not two. So the Gemara says, haget Ultimately, but it sounds like over here, that if two witnesses were to bring the get, then halacha lamaisa, it would work. It would work. Because we'll say, any time you have two witnesses, I say witnesses, really, it's really two shluchim, right? Any time you have two shluchim bringing the get, we'll say, remember again, that obviates the entire need in general for befani nechtam, befani nechtam. Armarli in, he said, yeah, that would be true. That would be true. So we'll say, when you only have one witness bringing the get, so what is the machlokis over here? What is machlokis with the Rabbanon? So let's listen to this. So one opinion says we are concerned that you may come to go ahead and confuse this case with a regular case of Kiyim Shtaras. Umar Savar Lo And the other opinion says, no, we're not worried ultimately again that you may come to confuse this with a regular case of Kim Shtar. Since I was I remember again, this is a case that's happening through one witness. Lishnach Rina was another version of the previous discussion. So Lishnach Rina, Amr of Shlomar Yehuda, Amr of Yochanan, Afidu get Yotzimitach Hasidishneim Pasal. Even I will say, if the get is produced by two witnesses, by two Shluchim, it's still going to be Pasal. Alma Kasavar, what do you see from here? Shnaim Shev, you get Medina Sayan. So we'll say in this alternate version, we're reaching the opposite conclusion that even if two witnesses bring the get, you still have to, they still have to say, I'm really Abaye, Abaye says one second. So we'll say, this is just the opposite version of the previous discussion. I'm really Abaye, so Abaye says one second. One second, what about the later case in the Mishnah, where ultimately, again, you have two witnesses saying, the get was signed in our presence, or I'm sorry, written in our presence, and one witness says, the get was signed in my presence. Puzzle. The Rabbanon says it's puzzle. But Rabbi Huda Maksh, Rabbi Huda says, ultimately, again, it's kasher. Would that be true that even if two people produce the get, Two of Shluchim, that ultimately the Rabbana would still pass it, Amr in. So ultimately, again, he responded, yes. If that's the case, but my Kamiflagi, so we'll say, what are they arguing about? So ultimately, again, what, what is the source of the Machlokas? So, Machlokas, Mar Savar, Lefishim, Bikin, Lishma, 
So we'll say, literally, back to where we started. Rabban, Rabban, incredible. Back to where we started. So we'll say, so what's the Machlokis Rabbi the Rabbanon? The Machlokis Rabbi Rabbanon seems to be about the reason for Befanei Nechtav u Nechtam. That again, I will say, so take a look at Rashi. Rashi is, um, you see Tosas Alma? Tosas Alma? So if you look at Tosas Alma, just move your finger all the way to the left. It's right there. So let's listen to this. So Tanakama Saber, the Tanakama holds, Lefi She'in Bekiyin Lashma. Hilchach, Shnaim Shevi'u Getsuichin Lomar, Vahani Lo Klum Amru Kidamina. So we'll say, the Tanakama, i.e. Rabbanon, hold that the entire reason for Befanei Nechtaf or Befanei Nechtam is because in Medina Sayam they were not Bekiyin Lashma. They were not Bekiyin Lashma. Now we'll say, because of that, even if you have two witnesses bringing the get, they still have to say, right? they, they, you still need it. On the other hand, Rabbi Yehuda holds, and therefore, again, according to Rabbi Yehuda, once you have two shluchim bringing the get, then what? Then what? Your kiyam shtaris is right there. There is no need for So therefore, again, in this second version, of the Machlokis, Rabbi Yudin, the Rabbana, and the Mishnah, it is back to our original Machlokis, Rabba and Rava, namely, again, Edim and Suyin the Kaimo, Edim and Suyin the Kaimo, in Biki and the Shema. To which the Gemara says, one second, that's interesting. So, Lema, the Rabba, the Rava, Tanoi. So, it was, it's interesting. So, apparently, what began as a Machlokis, Rabba and Rava, right, the Machlokis, Amoroim, now turns out to be a Machlokis, Tanoim. Very interesting. To which the Gemara says, no. Lo, the Gemara says, Lo, Rava Matarist Kilishnakama, the Rabba, Amish Rabosai, Rava will say no. Rava prefers Rabosai to ultimately go ahead and accept the first version of the Machlokas, where the Machlokas is Hina Behudin the Rabbanon was really focused on whether or not we will come to confuse Gitin with Kiyam Shtaras or not. So that's Rava. So therefore, Rava sidesteps this. The Rabba Amalacha, Rabba will say no. The Kuli Amal Ba'in al Ultimately, everyone agrees, everyone agrees. That obviously the reason you need b'fanei nechtav or b'fanei nechtam is to certify the lishma kite of the get. I so what's the case over? So how come I ask you? So we'll say we're in the Mishnah. What's the machlokes? I'll be in the Rabbanon. Watch this. La'achar shalom. Do we're dealing with? We'll say and again over here in a situation where they already learned the halachos of lishma in chutz la'aretz. So we'll remember we saw this before. Lugzera shemiyachzer hadaver lekilkulo kamiflagi. And we'll say so. What, what are we concerned about? Do we have to legislate lest the matter return to what it once was? Well, remember we saw this before? I will say another, a number of interesting facts in the Machlokis Rabba and Rava. Even Rabba, who holds that originally the need for ultimately was why, was because they were not proficient in the laws of Lishma overseas, outside of Eretz Yisrael. Even Rabba agrees that what happened, there was a turnaround. Chutzlar's jury got his act together, right? And suddenly they became proficient in the Shema. I will say, what's the concern now? The concern is, do we have to be afraid that things will regress? So, so Rabbi suggests that the Machlokes, Rabbi Hudin the Rabbanon. The Mar Savar Gazwinon, Umar Savar Lo Gazwinon. One opinion holds, i.e., the Rabbanon, that we have to be concerned that things are going to regress. And therefore, therefore what? Even when. Two witnesses are bringing the get. Ultimately, again, they still have to say Even though, again, right now we know that getting written in Medina Sayam are absolutely written the Shema. 
we have to be concerned that again things may regress, and therefore again even if two witnesses are bringing it, they still be found after five nechtam. On the other hand, Rabbi Huda holds Mar Savar Logazminon. On the other hand, Rabbi Huda holds no, that is not the case. Then Allah again, now that we're dealing with the situation of Akhar Shalamdu, ultimately again after they learned Halachos of Lishma, we're, we're therefore again there's no real need for Fanachta Fanachta anymore, and we are not concerned, we are not concerned that what? That Allah things are going to regress, and therefore when two bring the get, when there are two shluchim, there is no need for Befanei Nechtav u Befanei Nechtam. Okay, so I'll say, so interestingly enough, good. Good, fine. So I'll say good. Rash, Rashi just speaks all this out, but we pretty much did already. Good, let's go back there. So I'll say, why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda argue in the first case as well? Or I'll say, look at Rashi just a moment. This is Rashi in the wide lines on the bottom, three lines in. So remember again, in the Rasha case, where you have one guy saying, one guy saying, one guy saying, one guy so again, I just also want to point out, I just also want to point out, remember, one of the things we established in the last parak is that Rabbah agrees with Rabbah. Right? Remember again, we saw that? Rabbah agrees with Rabbah and that there is still an issue of in a demisuyim Now remember again, I will say the beauty in this case, in the, in the safer case is, there are two witnesses coming along, right? So therefore again, according to Rabbi Huda, there's no problem of lishma because it's achar shalamdu, and we're not choshesh shemiyach sedavr lekolkulo. We're not concerned that it's going to regress. And number two, because there are two witnesses over there, therefore what you have your kiyim shtaros. So I'll say the Gemara says, why doesn't Rabbi Huda argue in the first case? Right? What was the first case? One guy says befanei nechtav. One guy says befanei nechtam. So I will say so bepashtos. If we're talking about a situation over here where halacha lemaisa, both are witnesses to bring the get. So according to Rabbi Huda, the get should be kasher. Why should the get be kasher? There's no concern of lishma, right? Why? Why is no concern of lishma? Why? Acher shalamdu. They already learned. They already learned, and we're not choshesh that it's going to go back to what it was. And there's no concern for kiim shtaros. Why? Why? Two witnesses are bringing the get. So yet the Mishnah said that case is possible. Why doesn't Rabbi Huda argue over there? So the Gemara says, "No, not Rabbi Huda Bereisha. Ha itmar Allah avar ula chalu kaya Rabbi Huda af barishona." Okay, there is a gear so that says Rabbi Huda disagreed even in the first case as well. So I will say, no, it will stop over here for today. Good, we did, we did really good today. Baruch Hashem, a lot of great Kimar, a lot of great cases, a lot of information. I will say, Shkayach. Have on Zoom. Such a to see all of you this morning. Great to be back with all of you. I will say, Shkayach. Shkayach, Shkayach.